What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It 9450, code name WBB, part of the 9450 Women's Basketball Network. I'm Daniel Artest. I'm joined by my partner in crime, my brother in podcasting, Kevin Lewis, a.k.a. K-Dot. K-Dot, man, we got some news today, man. Won't you set off the show real quick and let's get right into it, brother. Yo, what up? What it is? What's poppin'? So, Tina Charles and the Phoenix Mercury have agreed to a contract divorce as of today. So, this has been one of the craziest seasons for the Phoenix Mercury, as we all know. And this is probably the cherry on top that really solidify and signify the season that, that the Phoenix Mercury have gone through. And it's one of those situations where you saw the writings on the wall based off of everything that we've seen and have speculated as the season kind of matured. It's just one of those things where Tina Charles, I think there was a an understanding that the where the direction in the beginning of the year was going and then you had the BG situation. And still, even with that, a lot of people felt with the roster that they had, it was going to be a, another season where they can possibly make a run. And we just haven't seen that yet. So it's one of those things where you're really not surprised, but you're still surprised at the same time. DA, come on, let's talk about it. How are we feeling about Tina Charles and Phoenix Mercury agreeing to part ways? When Tina Charles first got with the Mercury in free agency, the expectations went to another level of what the Mercury could do in 2022. Think about it. They just came off the WNBA finals, losing to Chicago. And then in the offseason, they form a super team and they get a former MVP who was still, who's still scoring at an elite level to join forces with Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Brittany Griner, and then, uh, of course, the other all-star and Diamond the Shields. But it didn't work out. And with the Brittany Griner situation in, Ru- in Russia, and free her, by the way, free Brittany, free BG, until it's in reverse, it's just led to a lot of struggling with this team. And then also the new coach with Sandy Brundello going to New York, and, they, and then they bring in um, Nygaard. And I just think that as a rookie coach, and you got all those players, a lot of different personalities. It just didn't work out. And Tina Charles went there for one reason, and that's to win a championship. Taking less money, taking a lesser role, and it just didn't work out. They're 6 and 12. That juggernaut team or title contending team just really went out the window. And so now we're here having a podcast about Tina Charles bouncing. Yeah, I think that the situation itself, as crazy as it sounds, it's, it's just so funny that the Phoenix Mercury, with the way the season has gone with that bottom half of the league, you know, anything can happen between now and the playoff time where they still might possibly make the playoffs. That's how crazy this sounds. It's almost inevitable where it's not, the season is going to be a wash. It's just too much turmoil too much going on and it's a sense that there's been a loss of the locker room if you will uh the rookie coach in fairness i mean with a rookie coach having this amount of pressure and this amount of responsibility for this type of team to run it back especially with what they did in the offseason it's honestly uh, it's sad to see this 
play out the way it, it has. With this being unfortunate, I don't know where the direction is coming in. They have a game tonight versus the uh, Wings, and the body language has been bad all season long. The question is, with this type of news, what the body language is going to look like tonight, and that's going to be something that everybody's going to be watching. Also, Phoenix, they had some players that were sick to start the season, plays that was hurt, but they still just didn't play to the level like they were supposed to. I still thought that even with the loss of Brittany Griner, which is just one player, that they still were solid as a team. They still could have contended for the playoffs at least or get into that conference final spot or whatever without in 10th place. The whole exchange with Skyler and DT going public like that on the bench last month it's just something that was just wrong in Phoenix. And it's just a lot of things, a lot of circumstances that's both Phoenix controlled and out of their control. And it's just, the season was just crazy. But we got to talk about Tina Charles's next stop. She's taking her 17 points and seven rebounds, possibly to the Seattle Storm. We've seen our friend of the program, Christina Williams, tweeted that out that she is expected to sign with Seattle and what's your thoughts on that because I'm like okay listen we big on Vegas you know how they came out but like if Seattle gets Tina Charles and she comes off the bench and and still produces at a high level defense at a high level not even defend at a high level just defend and just be that teammate and be that vet and also to help Ezzy along the way. It might be scary hours out there. You added a player like this uh, that's hungry to win a championship. I think that it really just bodes well for Seattle, man, because they get a player that they actually they want it. And Tina Shaw should have just signed there in the first place or whatever. But but like you get a player that can help Jewel, that can help Stewie. And just in case the offense gets stagnant, you got a player that's going to be the best player on the floor when she comes off the bench. And it's just going to be scary. So what's your thoughts about that rumor signing that with Tina Charles of Seattle? That's the team that we both thought that she should have gone to when we did our free agency show, I believe back in February. I think that it's funny that it's like coming back full circle from what our conversations were on the record and off the record, because we did believe that Tina Charles was a perfect fit for the Seattle Storm and the way that they are set up and the way that roster is built. You have offense to defense from Tina Charles to Ezzy, right? Giving you that kind of change of pace. And another thing that helps out is Seattle needs another big body with Mercedes Russell not being available for them. And Tina Charles would be that perfect that perfect fit to help catapult the Seattle Storm into another atmosphere. I think they're top four in the league right now, sitting, I believe, at 11 and six. I need to check that record. And right now, they're already one of the better teams in the league. So adding another all-star and Tina Charles, I mean, that just catapults what they already have going on. And Noel Quinn has done such a great job with managing the roster and with the help of her coaching staff, more importantly, Pokey Chapman, who is on that coaching staff. I think with everything that's happened with their season, with their star player, and Brianna Stewart being out for COVID protocols early into the season, they were able to weather that storm a little bit. Stu Bird got sick. They were able to weather that storm while she was out. And I think that they've been doing a great job. 
And I think that Tina Charles just adding on to that and then playing with her fellow New York Connect and Sue Bird, that, that will be a special thing. What a way to continue to write that story for Sue Bird's last year for Tina Charles to come see if they can uh, stamp a, a championship. But mention something that was very important, and that's just the Western Conference period, having the Seattle Storm and the Las Vegas Aces being that that jug- juggernaut, if you will. And that's something very interesting. So I believe that with the addition of Tina Charles, possibly in Seattle, I think that'll be a good thing for, for them. And it'll be a good thing for Tina too, because she'll be able to come in and make a quick impact. Yeah, I agree. And about Tina Charles in Seattle, you know, a lot of people, you, you see it on social media, everybody's talking about the chemist possibly she could disrupt what they got going on with what Seattle's doing right now. But I don't see that. I just think that because they have super, like you said, that connection, not only the New York City connection, but also Queens, New York connection, big Queens in a building. And then also another thing, Christ the King High School connection. And then you got Drew Lloyd and then you got Stewie. They was all on the Olympics. So I think the transition from Phoenix to this Seattle roster, if it goes down, I think it'll be seamless, man. I really do. But also at the same time, Tina does, she she has to prove that, hey, she's not a locker room cancer or a team disruptor and everything. So she's definitely got to be on her best behavior. But I don't really see any issue coming out of Seattle with her. And I think that she's trying to just win. She's going to be 34 and she's just trying to get that elusive championship. I think that is, is official that she's ring chasing right now. And she's, you know, she, she got to do what she got to do for her career. Like I said earlier, the team that she was with in Phoenix wasn't what she expected after everything that happened. And now she got to do what she got to do. And I commend her for not staying in a, a, a sticky situation and wanting to get the best out of her career. Yeah, I totally agree. We talked about Phoenix just about all year long. And remember, we did we, we did that off the bounce short because everybody like immediately crowned like this roster as like one of the best rosters ever. They haven't even like sniffed the floor yet. They haven't even done anything. So we had to shut that down like real fast. And it just shows you how quick chemistry can be important and be a pivotal factor of winning. You can have, there's been a lot of teams where personalities clashed, but they matched so well on the court and was able to win compared to others where chemistry is through the roof and they're still losing. And I think this situation, uh, I feel like with the addition of Tina Charles and Diamond Shields, it just hadn't worked out. I think the biggest problem was the decision to not renew Sandy Brondello's contract. I think Sandy Brondello was a perfect, a perfect example of someone who could manage egos and not necessarily much of an X's and O's type coach, but someone who was able to figure out how to turn water into wine, if you will, when it comes to rosters and everything. So it, it makes a big difference when you have that type of coach versus getting a rookie coach with that type of roster. But that's, to me, honestly, first off, that's unfair to the coach, to the new coach coming in, in my opinion. And secondly, it's unfair to the to the team having to adjust, especially when I feel like some of the team 
some of the players on the team, they were a little taken aback with Sandy Brondello not returning and then having to find out that they're getting a new coach and having to adjust to something that was, that obviously got them to the finals last year. So why try to reinvent the wheel or if it ain't broke, don't fix type situation. So I think that when it comes to that type of dynamic, it was just one of those things where it just didn't work out. And it looks like at the end of it, again, we go back to the cherry on top with Tina Charles decided, hey, this wasn't for me. I was in it to win and we're not winning. So I'm out. Yeah, exactly. But before, before we get, before we go to, we got to talk about like what Phoenix is going to do as far as bringing in players, because now when you look at the roster, they really just have two players that's taller than six one, just two. You got Megan Gustafson, but she's a low usage player. And then you got Brianna Taylor, who was really good defense. She's a starter, but she's also a low, a low usage offensive player. So who are they going to bring in? Because you're losing 17 points and seven rebounds a game. So the scoring load is definitely going to be more on Diamond, Skyler, DT, which they can put the ball in the basket and everything, but it's, it's just, it's still going to be tough. So which free agents is out there? I know I, I saw that Joyner Holmes got cut. Rashawn DeGray also was cut. The rookie, Elisa Kunain as well. She's out there free. You got Stephanie Jones who's out there free. Kylie Shook. This is a lot of players, but they got a, a lot of moves to make before they get to the All-Star break. And their schedule is really not that bad. I think they, they play like two teams. That's pretty good. But other than that, their schedule is, is, is winnable. So they could probably skate by it. But during the second half of the season, because like you said, they still have a chance to make some waves, get into the postseason and everything. They're going to have to figure out who they're going to bring in some size. They lost a lot of scoring, though, in the paint. That's what's going to hurt this team. Yeah, I agree. And I, I know that there's there's tons of questions. Eight, I think they, they're going to, I think there are eight players on the roster right now. If I'm not mistaken, like my biggest question is, again, who they bring in. And there's some names that are out there. You mentioned a ton of them. I think Elena Coates could be someone that's very serviceable, that can stretch the floor uh, as well as give you some good production offensively. But again, I think one of the biggest problems for Phoenix was they lacked depth early. And I think they needed to spruce up their bench versus get the big names that they got. And it's just one of those things where it just continues to fight them. We'll see what happens. I'm not sure. We'll see. They have a game tip off. It's probably in the next 20 to 25 minutes. We'll see what shit is. I guess that's all for now. Before we leave, KDOT, we got to extend our love to all the women in America right now. I know that it's, it's a lot of issues going on with this whole Roe versus Wade decision. And basically trying to take the decisions out of the hands of women when it, in regards to what they want to do. I just want to say real quick that to everybody that's listening out there that I support you. I stand with you. And it's, it's really messed up what's going on in this country regarding women and everything. And it's just so sad, right, Kada? It's, it's literally so sad that I have to say this, that if a woman's in a situation where she's forced to do something that she doesn't want to do, and she's at gunpoint, that the gun is more protected than the woman. That's messed up to say, and it's unfortunate, and we need to do better. And I'm not the most political person, but we also got to understand, got to start focusing on every four years when it comes to who's going to run this country. We got to focus on the little things, the little elections, the primaries and, and things like that. Governors, everything. The three levels of our government, we got to focus on those too. Everybody makes these decisions, man. And we are in a time 
where people is pushing their own personal beliefs and making it law is just so sad and it's really frustrating. It's just messed up what's going on in this country. We can't get background checks just for guns. I'm not saying all guns need to be banned. I'll just say that, hey, we need to, you know, make the make it tougher to get those type of weapons in this country. And also when it comes to women and making the choice for themselves, what if there's a situation where a woman is violated by a friend or a family member, a neighborhood leader, and then she gets pregnant from that? That's wrong to not want to have that trauma? Or what if a woman is pregnant and if she does have the baby, her life could be taken from her because some complications that's going on inside of her. So like they can't make that choice. I don't even care if a person is against that, but the, just to take the choice away from woman is crazy. And it's even crazier that the rules is being made up by men can't even have kids. Whatever they believe in, they are allowed to do this. We got to do a, a better vetting process when it's time for us to vote and make the decisions who's going to run the country and who's in our best interest because it's, it's really not in our best interest right now. The country is going crazy and it's just really frustrating. But that's all I pretty much got to say. I just want to say that I stand with you women, all of you. I love y'all. And I really hope that they try to fix this and stuff. But that's all I got to say. But uh, with that being said, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening to Keeping the 9450 Name WBB, a part of the 9450 Women's Basketball Network. Don't forget to follow us at the 9450 WBB on Instagram and Twitter, the DR Test Show on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to follow K.Lu3H on Instagram and Twitter as well. With that being said, that's K-Dot. I'm Daniel Artest. Love is love. Peace.